0: everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. Today, we are doing a TV review for The Owl House Season 1, Episode 6, titled "Hootie's Moving Hassle. (laughs) Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? I am joined here via Remote Satellite with Mark How you doing, Mark? Did you get the episode's reference? I understand that reference. Did you understand the
1: reference I just referenced in understanding your reference?
0: I I referenced everything, but you know what? Nothing important.
1: Ah, well, that's fair.
0: Good night, everybody. This is a semi-spoiler talk, so keep in mind, of course, it's an episode full-on review, and we're going to be talking about it. Animation, narrative, and all that educational-type stuff for the adults. Yeah. So to kick things off, what is Hootie's Moving Hassle about? Well, when Luz, Willow, and Gus accidentally animate the Owl House... The house runs amok all over Bonesboro, but how do you wrangle a runaway house? There's the official synopsis on the Disney Now website, which I just realized is kind of misleading. Mark,
1: yeah, I feel like I feel like that's kind of the B plot.
0: Yeah, because they didn't wrangle the runaway house; it wasn't really running away. They kind of took control of it pretty fast.
1: No, that. That too. Also, like, I don't know, I, I, I thought Edith's story was kind of more the focus for me. Maybe that's just what I was more interested in.
0: For sure. Mark, do you have any positives or anything you want to point out that interest you in this episode?
1: And, yeah, since I kind of uh, buried the lead there in what I thought was more of the main focus of the episode there. Edith's curse starts to act up again, and her usual potion mixer, Morton, is unavailable and out till next week, actually. So she goes to a man named Tibbles to, on the night at the night market to have her potion mixed for her so she can keep her curse under control. Tibbles is a gambling man and enjoys himself a game of hexes hold'em. Did you understand that reference? This episode's full of references on this show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all night. And uh, she wagers king and loses king uh, winds up being victim of basically paying, playing dress up a lot and ida is captured and uh you know threatened to be turned over to the emperor's coven all this hijinks ensue of course ida gets out and she returns home to find the house a mess has the kids cleaned it up as punishment but uh maybe is a little impressed with what they got done over there But uh, yeah, no, fun, solid episode. I'm glad Ida's curse is continuing to be a very prominent thread moving forward and not kind of just like, we're going to touch on it every now and again kind of thing. And uh, uh, Luz and Willow really stand out in this episode. Matt, what did you think?
0: Yeah, no, I thought this episode was a a little bit better than I expected because as much as I enjoyed the adventure elements that we normally get from, like, say, DuckTales and things like that, I am glad this episode does have an overarching and a continuous build to some other characters, not just necessarily the main characters. One of the things that I kind of appreciate about this episode is Lucy's friend Willow actually gives a little bit of a backstory relation between her and Amity when they were younger saying that they were really good friends, but as soon as Amity started to develop magical powers and an ego, she instantly disbanded their friendship, and Willow has felt bad about that ever since. So we get a little bit of that going on as well, and I think it was a fun episode overall. I did think it was a little bit vanilla, like I wasn't as engaged in it as I could have been, but I did enjoy it overall. Mark. We're both animators and animator appreciators.
1: Uh, here we go. Here, we, here it comes. Here it comes.
0: And the animation overall has been pretty consistent, really good.
1: Yes. For the series, I would say we have sung its praises. Yes.
0: However, as animators and fans of the show, I would say we want the show to be as best as possible. Correct. And as fans, we should not only show our appreciation and praise for this show, but we also need to point out some of the technical problems that may arise so that it can improve itself. Of course. And I spotted kind of a big issue at the very beginning of the episode. (gasps) I'm pulling up on the screen right now. We apparently had a cutoff from the frame you see that mark
1: i see it i see it yes
0: loose as she was walking away at the beginning from ida uh, i guess they must have thought that she was too short in the original cut and tried to raise her but because of that you can kind of see the ink cut off lines of her legs in the bottom left corner and that is a big no-no
1: <laughs> that that is seems like a pretty i mean it, maybe we're the only ones who would know it as animators but like that was pretty shocking to see, especially from a Disney show. I actually, Last time I saw something like this happen in a major production was actually in, a, and it's actually one of my favorite episodes, of uh, Bob's Burgers during, for those of you who might remember, the Thanksgiving episode with the turkey trot. There's a goose's head that pops out of nowhere because of a similar issue. Yeah, I don't know if this would be something they'd fix moving forward in reruns or just kind of keep it because it's, you know, how aired, but... It was very surprising, and it really took you aback, I'd say.
0: It did, because I remember when I was watching, I was like, wait, something's wrong. It She seemed disconnected at the bottom of the screen. And it took me a couple of tries. And mind you, this only kind of comes up for like maybe like 10 frames in total, 15 tops. So it's really quick. Most people will not notice, probably. But yeah, no, that was a big technical issue. And I was like, oh, man, sorry, guys. You kind of goofed there a little bit, but c'est la vie. As far as fixing it goes, I think it really depends on how they worked between studios, the cleanup artists, the storyboard artists, and whoever they outsourced to create the animation. But I imagine, like, again, maybe I'm being presumptuous. I don't think that's a difficult fix to make.
1: No, one would assume not.
0: But I guess it really depends on, like, who's fixing it, how much it will cost, and how important is it. But I don't know. To me, it feels pretty big that they should probably fix that in reruns.
1: Fix it for the Disney Plus launch. And also put the show on Disney Plus.
0: Yes, please. I'm sick and tired of going between apps and not being able to watch this episode on my TV.
1: TV is dead, dead,
0: dead. It is true. But overall, Mark, I'd say this was a really fun episode, I would say. Not my favorite, of course, but I'm glad we got that continuation of building the characters and the world itself.
1: Absolutely, Owl House continues to be a show I look forward to every week and I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us talk about it every week.
0: For sure. Now, before we go, folks, I will be away for the next episode. However, I will try to bring my equipment with me and to record these episodes. We also got another episode of Clone Wars coming out. So keep your eye out for that as well. If I am late and these episodes don't go up on Friday when they originally dropped, it'll probably be up Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, next day at least. So, please bear that in mind, folks. I'm technically on vacation, but I want to keep up with the show and keep sharing my opinions with you and Mark. You're a noble man, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. So, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of the latest episode of The Owl House? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What worked? What didn't work? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Like. Share, subscribe, and consider supporting me on Patreon, or donate one time via Streamlabs. Links in the description below. This is Matt Sella. And this is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in.